When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I know you're sick of me saying this, but I want to keep giving you guys reminders because I don't want you to miss this event on February 15th through the 18th. We're going to be hosting an online live trading workshop. It's going to be called Emergence 2021. This is an annual event that we did to help kick off the year and help you guys get on the right track. So make sure you sign up. You can do so at www.tier1trading.com. You can also check the show notes beneath this podcast. I look forward to seeing you there, whether it's live or whether you're just catching the recording, make sure you sign up. It's going to be four days of awesomeness. Kill here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. I hope your 2021 is off to a good start. By this point, I know you've probably set a lot of goals, a lot of resolutions, have a, a lot of things that you plan on working on and potentially fixing um, or pursuing. Unfortunately, I know that the majority of people, right, by this time in the year after the first, you know, 15, 30 days have already given up and have fallen back into the same bad habits that they did the year before. So hopefully you're staying motivated. Hopefully this podcast is something that's pushing you in the right direction, whether it's in trading or just life in general. And if you do find the podcast um, informative, if you do find it helpful, do me a favor, leave me a rating and a review wherever you listen to this podcast app. That's the best way you can support the show so that we can keep growing, reaching more people, inspiring more people year after year, week after week, episode after episode. Today, I want to talk about um, mindset a little bit and uh, a mindset that you may want to experiment shifting to if you haven't done so already. And I shared a post um, this morning and it was by um, Marquise Goodwin, who's a, a NFL wide receiver. And I don't know if the facts are right on this. I haven't done the math. You guys know how I am with math. But he said this. If you had $86,400 in your bank account and someone stole $10 from you, would you get upset and throw out the remaining $86,390? Would you get upset and throw that away? Obvious answer is no. Then he goes on to say, see, We have 86,400 seconds each day. Don't let a negative 10 seconds ruin your entire day, right? And 
the response that I, not, not, not the response, I guess the comment that I wrote with this post when I shared it, it says that we are conditioned to value negatives over positives, right? Two things, right? There's a lot of things that human beings are conditioned, right? One is we have two things that kind of motivate us, pleasure and pain. Either um, we do what pushes us towards pleasure, we do what pushes us away from pain. Typically, pain is a higher motivator than pleasure. Same thing with positive and negatives, right? If you think about negatives as being kind of pain and positives as being kind of pleasure, we tend to value negatives a lot more than we do positives. And I remember reading, um, I do a lot of mindset coaching and whatnot like that. I read that it for every, I guess, to, to balance out, to counterbalance every one negative thought, experience, what have you that we have, it takes about five positives. And something that we say all the time is when we're putting this into practice is I'll tell people, hey, when you get a negative thought in your mind, I can't, I won't, I shouldn't, all that fun stuff, right away try to say five positives, right? Five positive affirmations, right? I deserve, I believe, I will, right? You got to do it right away to counterbalance that negative. And it's so true. And I said, but with that being said, you know, you can change your perspective on those values, right? And when you do, you'll be surprised at how quickly your outlook changed. And this is a practice that I did many, many, many years ago before I was, well, I guess I was learning how to trade before I was a consistently profitable trader, just in general with life. Again, you know, if you don't know my background is I, I graduated college, I had no idea what I wanted to do. So I decided to go to graduate school to buy some time. This was during the recession. I, I couldn't really get a job and, and kind of, you know, the whole thing that we were taught at that time, I'm, I'm, I'm probably one of the last, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in that generation where it's, you know, you brought your, you're supposed to graduate high school. You're supposed to go to college. You're supposed to get a good job, right? Go to college, get a good job, go to college, get a good job. So I was programmed to think that way. So I got out of college and the next step was getting a good job. I didn't have a good job. So I felt like a loser. I felt like I was underperforming and I wasn't really in a good uh, mental place. Obviously, blessing in disguise, massive blessing in disguise when you fast forward years uh, years ahead. But at, at the time, I was in a very bad mental place. And I've always been, I don't, I don't want to say pessimistic, um, but I've always planned for the worst. And I used to just think about a lot of negatives. And I remember talking to a, a close group of friends and we just made the conscious decision to kind of support each other, to hold each other accountable to, to as a group, to, to make sure we're moving in a positive direction. We don't slip into the cracks of maybe doing the negative stuff that many of our friends were doing to, to get by and whatnot. And we, we, we came to the conclusion that we needed to change our mindset. And along with that and along with I, I was doing stuff um on the outside, just with positivity and learning about the brain and all, and all that fun stuff. And I made the conscious decision that I was going to think more positive. I was going to switch from a, a, a glass half empty to a glass half full guy and see how it went. And it, it, it wasn't easy. It wasn't a quick fix. fix. Obviously, it, it, didn't, it didn't happen over time. I had to kind of force myself to kind of think that way and, and, and kind of shut those thoughts off right away. Or like I said, when a negative one comes in, automatically have five positives. And I had this big list of affirmations that I would go to that I would read every time that, that negativity came. Um, but it really changed my direction in life. It, it really, it had a massive effect on not just the actions I took, 
but the amount of effort that I put into those actions, right? And, 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 and taking action is one thing. Taking action is a very important thing, right? You won't see results and unless you take action. You can, you can talk about it and do all this stuff, right? Until you actually take action, all that talk is pointless, right? Um, but also how you take action is very important as well because if you take, and I always say take massive action, right? If you take a little bit of action, you're going to get a little bit of a result, right? If you half doing something, you're not going to get the result you want. You have to go all in. You have to take massive action. And in order to take massive action, you have to have your mind right. Your mindset has to be in the right place. If you go into something not really believing in it, right? you're not going to give that full action. If you go into something believing it full force, right, you're going to do everything you can. I look at it like, um, again, sports reference, which you're going to get in almost every one of these podcasts because I'm a sports nerd and I have a sports background. But I remember I played for different teams growing up, obviously, and I've had teams where I trusted the coach, right? The, whatever the coach said, I was going to do for it. We had leadership and, you know, I was all in. And typically things ended well. I also played for bad coaches where you know this person has no idea what they're talking about. You know they're sending you on like a suicide mission going across the middle with the linebackers lurking. And you don't really do it full steam because in your mind you've already made up uh, you've already made up your mind that it's going to end bad. And we see that in training, right? We see that in trading a lot with traders, I guess, not being or, or, or traders not being able to deal with the reality of trading, right? And first and foremost, we've got to understand that trading is a game of probabilities, right? That, that is the business we are in. We are understanding probabilities. We are learning the probabilities. We are trying to maximize the probabilities in a way. But what we are doing is a game of probabilities. No trader is going to win 100% of the time. I don't care how good you are. In fact, many of the best traders of all time were under the 50% mark, meaning they lost more than they won, right? It could be a big surprise for many of you, but it's true. Um, it's a game of probabilities and risk management, meaning we want to know our probabilities for how likely we are to, you know, if this happened, then we are likely to win this amount of time. And in those probabilities, whether it's a win or a loss, how much are we risking, right? When we lose, how much are we set to gain when we win? And when you take those two numbers and put them together, you can find your expectancy. And basically you can find out if what you're doing is going to be profitable or not. And when you have a full grasp that that is the game we're playing, it allows you to look at things a little bit different because those who don't look at it like that, those who think that, and I don't know how to phrase this, where I want to say your, 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 your performance is based off your skill. This is the tough part, right? Your, your performance is certainly based off your skill in trading. I think the more, the more skilled you are, see, it's hard, right? Because I want to say the more skilled you are, the, the, the more likely you are to win, but that's not necessarily true. Again, you could be very skilled, but your system could have a low winning percentage, but you could still be more profitable than someone who is less skilled with a higher win percentage that makes less money. It's, it's, it's weird, but the more skilled you are, let's put it this way, the more skilled you are, the better you are to perfect your probabilities, to um, really execute your expectancy, right? You're, you're more likely to produce what your system says you're likely to produce, right? The more skilled you are, the more likely you are to do that. The less skilled you are, um, you're, you're, you're going to make mistakes, right? You're, you're not going to necessarily see your expectancy in reality because you're going to goof up here, you're going to goof up there, and you're gonna, your, your real life numbers are going to be different than your projected numbers. But the point is, right, 
for traders that don't understand that the game works as a game of probabilities, they have false expectations about what to expect. They, they expect that they should win at this very high win rate. They also expect or they, they, in their mind, they think that whenever I lose, I did something wrong. And we know that's not true, right? There are four different categories of trading, right? If you can imagine a, a box, right? There are good trades, bad trades, profitable trades, and losing trades, right? Losses, right? Good tra a, a trade could be good whether it wins or loses, right? A trade could be bad whether it wins or loses. Um, a profitable trade is not necessarily a good trade. Um, it could, you can have a bad trade and be profitable. A, a losing trade, right? One that loses and you lose money. It could be a good trade that loses. It could be a bad trade that loses, right? So we need to disassociate kind of these good being with winning and, and, and bad being with losing and think about process over outcome, right? Process is good versus bad. That's did you follow the rules or didn't you follow the rules? Outcome is the outcome, win, loss, profit, loss, all of that fun stuff. But for a trader that doesn't know a newer trader, typically or a struggling trader, that doesn't understand the probabilities of the game, that losing trade, right, isn't, they don't even associate it with it potentially being good, right? Or maybe they do, but they don't really believe it. But they get that losing trade and, and, and they can have 10 wins before it. I've seen this time and time again. They can have 10 wins in a row. Right. But as soon as they get that losing trade, they start to panic. They start to think something's wrong. What, 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 what did I lose? What, what, what did I do wrong? Right. And whenever you have those psychological kind of cracks start to form, it's only a matter of time before the big crack happens. And, and let me know if you've heard this before. Let me know if you've experienced this before. Right. Let's say you're that trader that goes on a 10 trade winning streak. You're you're on a heater. You're on fire. You can't be stopped. And then all of a sudden. Right. All of a sudden you lose five in a row, right? Do you think you're starting to panic? Well, most of you are probably saying, yeah, instead of looking at the fact that, man, like I just won 10 out of my 15 trades that is well above my win percentage or my expected win percentage. You're thinking of it like, oh, those 10 wins were supposed to happen. Oh no, panic, these five losses happened. Oh my gosh, what's happening, what did I do wrong? And when you start thinking like that, instead of based on your probabilities, right, then you start, either having psychological breakdowns, you lose confidence, you don't, you don't, you know, you don't, you miss out on the next trade because you're a little bit of afraid, you, you, maybe you skip it, um, you start maybe tweaking around your system, oh, I got to change this, I got to, I got to switch that, oh, that last loser did this, that last loser did that, right, we start doing all of this stuff that is unnecessarily, we, we, we are essentially breaking something that is working fine because we don't think that it's working fine. Right? Have you guys ever done a project, a home project around the house where you, you have something, you try to make it better, and, and you start tweaking around, and you end up making it worse? Right, That's that's typically how it goes with me and, and fixing stuff. I, I try to fix a, a hole somewhere, and before you know it, the hole's bigger, and it's leaking water, and I'm like, oh, man, I should just let it be. Um, but that's how, it, that's how it happens in trading. All because those negatives, those five losses, even though it's half of the amount of the wins that we took, even though we are still well above, let's say we're a 50% trader, we're our expected result of 50%, we're well above that 50% mark, all of a sudden it causes us to panic. It causes us to psychologically break down. It causes us to tweak and tinker um, when it's unnecessary. And what happens is people end up bailing on systems, right? They, 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 they cry that the system stopped working, the market conditions must have changed, and all of a sudden they, they start the process over where they bail on a system that was actually really good, they just couldn't deal with the pain, 
And then they go into a new system and they waste time back testing and developing and doing all this other stuff that they think will be the fix. But the real problem is that whatever system they trade, whenever they start trading it live, they're, they're, they're going to face the same thing because at some point, right? Listen up, new traders. At some point, you're going to have a losing streak. At some point, you're going to have a drawdown. At some point, those, those negative thoughts are going to rush into your head. The difference between a professional trader, a consistently profitable trader, and a struggling trader is that we know how to stop it. We know how to find five positives, or in the case I gave you, 10 positives, and we know how to counterbalance that negative thought. But it starts with understanding what trading is. Trading is a game of probability. Trading is a game of risk management. If you know your numbers, if you've done your backtesting, if you've done it manually and you've felt what you're supposed to feel as you backtest that 10 trade losing streak, when it happens in reality, it still hurts, but you know it's normal. And when things are normal, you're much less likely to panic.